Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. We're glad to be back with you uh, to have another study with you. Uh, we've really been enjoying these studies with you and uh, hope you've enjoyed what you've been hearing. And we're glad to have you with us um, for this evening's topic. We're going to be studying from Galatians um, chapter 2. So you're welcome to turn over there or just listen to us read the scriptures. Um, but, but we're glad to have you with us. Uh, if you have any questions um, or comments that you'd like to send to us as as we study tonight, um, and, and uh, we'd love to hear from you, you can send us an email at truthinagapelove at gmail.com. And um, you can also um, send us a message on Facebook in, at our Facebook account, um, which is Speaking the Truth in Agape Love. And then if you're in the area, we'd love to have you visit um, visit us at Blackfoot Church of Christ on uh, 370 North Schilling. Uh, we'd love to have you at our worship services are 10 a.m. Our classes are at 10 a.m. on Sundays and ele- worship services 11 a.m. And we'd love to have you worship with us. And we also have a Bible study on Wednesday evening at 730. You're welcome to join us at that there as well. So uh, certainly I'm glad you all have joined us tonight. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into our study in Galatians. So but we, we're going to start with uh, Galatians 1, 8 and 9. It's one of my um, favorite verses um, because it kind of gets you to thinking, right, David? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I I just was thinking about this, and what's funny is before we started, I told you 8 and 9, but I think it's good to skip back to verse 6 through 10. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of Galatians 1. Okay. Um, I was reading the paper, not the... (laughs) Well, I know, and and what's funny is I told you 8 and 9, but... I, I think it's good because, you know, of course, Paul is speaking to the churches of Galatia, which is a region, you know, yeah. so there's there's more than one church. There's there's multiple. And so he, he's writing to all of them. Well, and I, I think, too, and this this goes along with um, in a world where there's a lot of religions. Right. You know, and we're looking at the original church here. Yep. The original, the one that we try to strive to be, okay? that's right. The, or the the one that we are, basically, and and so if anyone comes, you know, and we're gonna read it, but this this is a great verse to take people to when they ask, well, um, this when they've got something new, right? When somebody comes with to you with something new, well, we got this new thing we're doing over at our church. You should come over here. This is a good place. That should place. be a red flag. Yeah, this is a good place <laughs> to take them. Okay? Yeah. So, absolutely. And, you know, especially uh, I've heard people say, well, my preacher said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and so, again, that's a red flag, too. Yeah. Especially if if your preacher says something that is not in Scripture, myself included. Yeah, you all know, of us. It, it doesn't matter who you are. If it's contrary to the Word of God, you know, we need to... Uh, Reject that. Yeah. So you want me to go ahead and read it? Yeah. Would you? Okay. So um, Galatians 1, 6 through 10, right? Yes. Okay. So I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you, 
than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I could not be a bondservant of Christ. All righty. And so, you know, as he's talking, he begins by talking about how, you know, you are so soon removed. Yeah, he marvels. From, yeah, you know, so soon removed from the gospel which is given to you. And he says it's not even a, a different gospel. It's a perverted gospel. Yeah. You know, and so it's good to see that some things never change. Yeah. Where um, even back then people were trying to twist the word of God to to fit either their life or someone else's life. And in this instance, not really this instance, but similar, they're trying to bring in some of the old traditions that they had as Jews. Yes. You know. The circumcision. The circumcision and and these things they're trying to twist, which weren't part of the new right. covenant, the new law. Yeah. So they're, they're trying to change it in different ways that they're trying to change it now. Yeah. You're, yeah. And, and that brings out a good point, too. You know, where they, uh, back then, they were having an issue with the Judaizers trying to make these Gentiles become Jews before becoming Christians. And yeah. so, you know, that's what they were facing. But, you know, you still see false teachings always. Yeah. And so... But then in verse 8, here's something that we really need to point out. He says, yeah. even if we, who were the we he's talking about there? The apostles. The apostles. So mm-hmm. he's like, even if we, the apostles, mm-hmm. you know, and the apostles' job <laughs> was to preach Christ, you know, and, and preach the gospel of Christ. And even if they give you something other than, and then he goes on, which is even more almost profound to hear. Or an angel from heaven. Mm-hmm. If an angel from heaven comes to you and gives you another gospel, let him be accursed. And, you know, who were you seeking to please? Mm-hmm. And so the point that he's drawing out that even if, if uh, an angel from heaven or an apostle gives you another word, let him be accursed. Not just say no to him, but let him be accursed. You know, that's that's very harsh wording that's being put there. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why we started here is because when we turn to Galatians chapter 2, the next chapter, we actually see Peter, the great apostle Peter, falling to the um, the... Not the desires of the flesh, but he he allows someone else to influence yeah. him more than God. You know, um, this makes me think, and I, I, I always think of something as we're studying here. Yeah. Now, I don't want to get us too far off on a tangent, but um, some of the folks that we study with, and I've heard even, um, like, I've heard Rody talk about this when he was, uh, before he became a Christian, some yeah. of the other religious groups that he was um, affiliated with, they say, well, um, you need to pray um, for a feeling that this is right. Oh, right, right. You know, you're just not letting the spirit into your heart. You know, you've heard those yeah. sayings. And you're you're not getting the spirit. You're not feeling it. So you need to pray harder. You don't have faith enough to be able to believe this yet. you got to work on it. Is Rody in the Philippines? Yeah. Is that who? Okay. 
Yeah, and that was what he would, he'd be like, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I still didn't get a feeling. And they said, you, you're, not, you're not strong enough yet. Right. You know, and I know that we've run into groups around here that, that really put a lot of emphasis on that feeling and that spirit that yeah. comes on to them. Yep. And, 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 and it convinces them that this is right. Yeah. Okay, you need to pray that this is right. And you'll feel it when it happens. Right. You know, but if you don't feel it, it's because you don't have enough faith. Yeah. You and know? and what's what's actually really funny about that, and not funny at all, yeah. but you don't find any of that in Scripture. Mm-mm. And so that's exactly what we're, you know, people go off on these, um, I don't want to call them a tangent. I just can't think of another word right now. But they go off on these feelings or they go off on this kind of road you know where well and it's they're going off on people's they get all of that from people yeah human beings instruction yep it's not things that came from god or the apostles yeah and and um well and god gave the things to the apostles to give to us yeah you know but there's nothing right here that says you you know you got to pray to god that this is true right is this true let me know if this is true in fact what does he tell us to do Second Timothy two fifteen, search the scriptures. That's right. We need to study it. Yeah, That's study how it. you know. And then and, in First John four, we're told to test the spirits. Yep. We test them against the word of God. Yeah. You Not know? what someone else has said. That's right. You know and. That's the only way to test them, and the only way you can truly test them is to know the scripture. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to tell you, if an angel came and talked to me, you know, I mean. That would be just some, oh, yeah. something else, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. You'd think you were hallucinating or something. And uh, so, so anyway, it just it just makes me think about some of the challenges that we face today. Yeah. When people try to tell us other things than what's in God's word. Yeah. They're like, well, you got to pray, and God will tell you if it's right. Yeah. And there's actually, um, I've heard of people say that you know an, an angel told me to tell you this or yeah. the Holy Spirit told me to tell you this and it's completely contrary to the word of God it's like I, I'm sorry to tell you that was not in that was not the Holy Spirit or that was not an angel that was a deceiver sent by Satan to deceive you yeah and it says from him who called you to the grace of Christ to a different gospel yeah turning away so soon and they've been they were turned away to a different gospel right? yeah and then when you continue in verse 7 towards the end, he says, uh, but there are some who trouble you or who perverted the gospel of Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's not even a different gospel. It's a perverted gospel. A perverted one, yeah. Now, the what he's referring there is people take, for example, a scripture, and then they take it out of context. When they do that, they pervert it, mm. you know, where it's no longer in unison with the word of god yeah. they have they have changed it or perverted it to fit their life or to fit what they want to believe rather than what is god actually saying in that passage mm-hmm. and we've actually been studying a lot of that in uh sunday morning mm-hmm. you know one of the the main keys to understanding the scripture is to keep things into context mm-hmm. and a lot of times that means Going back a few verses, reading through the the main verse that you're you're thinking of, and then read past it a few verses as well. And sometimes you need to even read the whole chapter or the whole book. You know, like if you're in Galatians, you know one ten, like we just read. You know where he's talking about persuading men or God. Well, to keep it all into context, 
he's talking about people who have already perverted the gospel. Yeah. And why are they perverting it? Because they're seeking to please man mm-hmm. rather than God. Yeah. And so when you keep it into context, you get a fuller and deeper meaning of what God is trying to say there. Mm-hmm. And so let's fast forward up, up to uh, Galatians chapter 2. Yeah. See, it wasn't too bad. No, of you, a did, you did great. <laughs> <laughs> so Galatians 2, uh, 11 and 12, we'll just read these, these two verses um, and kind of dissect those a little bit. And so starting in verse Galatians... Or, Verse 11 of Galatians 2 says, Now when Peter, and this is Paul speaking here, he says, Now when Peter had come up to Antioch, I withstood him to his face, because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who are of the circumcision. So here we see where Paul, or not Paul, Peter, Actually, for fear of the Jews that were coming in from Antioch, out of fear of them, he separated himself from the Jews. Mm -hmm. So he's allowed someone else to influence how he should be treating someone else. You know, and I think we've all kind of faced that from time to time where uh, you want to be in the in crowd with your friends or something like that, and they're picking on someone. Well, you don't want to be ridiculed from your friends, so you. You mm-hmm. go along with it, or something. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe that's pressure. a poor example. But peer pressure. No, yeah. I think it's a great example because we've all faced peer pressure, and um, you know, high school. I know that that was the worst. You know, there was all kinds of groups. Yeah. After high school, you run into those people, and they're all friendly as can be. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. You know, it seems like those those groups kind of go away. Um, but I know what he's. You know, I think we can all relate to what he was feeling. Yeah. Because he says he had fear, fearing those um, who were of the circumcision. Yeah. You know. And if you don't know, when he's talking about of the circumcision, he's talking about the Jews. Because the Jews had the, I forgot the word again. What is it? Um, A covenant. The covenant. Man, why do I do that? Yeah. (laughs) But they had the covenant with God to be circumcised. So... The Jews were of God's people, and they had a covenant with God to be circumcised. So anytime in Scripture in the New Testament that you hear about of the circumcision, they're talking about the Jews who are God's chosen people, according to the old law, the law of Moses. Now we are out of that law, coming into faith in Christ. And so what Christ has established is actually he knocked down the middle wall of separation. So there's no longer that division between Jews and Gentiles or between the circumcision and the uncircumcision. Yeah. And so everyone is equal. Everyone has equal hope. And Peter, instead of showing equal hope to the Gentiles as they are no longer considered outsiders or um, without hope, Mm-hmm. Now they have equal hope. And so when Peter separates himself from the Gentiles, he's still showing this division between them. Yeah. And when you think about it, that's no small matter because Christ, as he came to earth and he gave his life, he did all of that to give equal hope to all, to everyone. And so by Peter 
separating himself, he's still showing this separation, which is, you know, showing favoritism and showing partiality. And that's not what Christ came to establish. So he's actually yeah. destroying what Christ came to establish. Yeah, and, and, and we talked we talked before in one of our previous podcasts about Peter when he had the vision of right. the unclean animals. Yep. You know, and how he went to um, Cornelius, Cornelius, his yeah. household, which was a Gentile, yep. which was like total kibosh, taboo for the Jews right. to go to a Gentile's house. That's right. You know, and it, it, that's a great account for us because that um, is God. It's basically Jesus talking to him saying, hey, we're all the same. That's right. There's no division. Yep. There's no, I don't care whether you're Gentile, Jew, whatever. Doesn't yeah. matter. And, you know, they were still having that problem here. Yep. Even though, and it, and it just depend on who was watching them. That's right. You know, because when no one was watching, they were fine. Yeah. As soon as someone came that was prominent or, you know, I don't know, another Jew or whatever, they were like, oh, oh, we got to separate ourselves again. Yeah. You and, know. you know, when you turn over to Galatians 2... Now, we talked about We're this. We're in Galatians 2 already. Yeah, we, we talked about this last <laughs> week, but in verse 6. So backing okay, up to back verse up. 6, you know, as Paul is talking here, he says, But from those who seem to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man. Yeah. For those who seemed to be something added nothing to me. Yeah. And in, and in fact, in that context, he's actually referring to the pillars, which was um, James, Cephas, and John, or another word for Cephas is Peter. Yeah. You know, and, and so he was talking about them and saying there were pillars. You know, they were they were the ones who, of course, very highly respected. Yeah. Even as Christians. I, I mean, for so for Christians, people looked up to them because of who they were. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they're apostles, as we would look up to all the apostles. But, you know, he was... Paul is making a point that it doesn't matter. Everyone's equal. It doesn't matter who they are. They yeah, add nothing I, to me. Only God can add something to me. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I mean... Absolutely it is. Do, do we, as Christians, have to go out and pick and choose who we share the gospel with? No. No. No, we shouldn't. We should... It's for all. That's right. And I, I think it's it's a great point that we really ought to make a big deal out of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because... It's that it doesn't matter whether you're Jew, Greek, whatever, or who's watching or what. Yeah, you know, and and since Christ knocked down that middle wall of separation, mm -hmm. we also have to follow in His steps and knock down that middle wall of separation. Mm -hmm. And so Peter here, instead of knocking down that wall, is almost building it back up. Yeah, you know, and so he's trying. He's not trying to. It's not like Peter's well, intentionally doing this. It's just he. Fail to um, fearing man, and there's still people today building that wall. Oh yeah, you oh, know we see it in, in politics. Oh, everything. so bad. Just trying to divide you and separate you. Yep. And you know, um, I love the article we had an article in our bulletin um, about you know bad news because we seem to get bad news every day. Yeah, that's you know? why I don't watch the news. Yeah, and I and, don't get bad news at it, all. <laughs> does it matter to? You know, should it matter to us? I mean, every day is a gift from God. Yeah. You know, and and 
and we need to take that gift and do something with it other than try to divide people. That's right. That oh, absolutely. And and that that's what they were doing here. It was it was it was um you know, they they were they were kind of in their own little clique, you know. That's right. And you know as as you were pointing out fearing those who are of the circumcision. Yeah. Now this is what Christ is illustrating in Matthew 10, 28. Okay. Where Christ is speaking here, and he says, Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. You know, and so Peter got kind of got caught up in the moment where these Jews came in, and whether fearing the, the persecution that, they, that he could be facing from <laughs> them or whatever the case was, he fell, you know, to his weakness in the flesh and separated himself. He actually feared the one that can just destroy the body. Well, this is a, this is a great point because would can we sometimes, and especially in this day, can they fear the king or a oh, leader? Yeah. More than God, absolutely. Yeah, and and uh, and yet the king cannot destroy both soul and body, can he? No. Or you you know he can't, but God can. That's right. And 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 that's who we need to fear. Yeah, and we need to fear God more than anyone else. And I'm yeah. not saying you know try to go into the hands of your enemy. No, that's, that's not what we're trying to illustrate and, either. And, but it and really, when you fear God, what do you do? Keep His commandments. That's right. Ecclesiastes. I don't know the number. Uh, Twelve, thirteen. Yeah. Fear. The whole duty of man is to fear God and keep His commandments. That's right. That's the whole duty of man. That, absolutely. Yeah. That's a very good verse to bring out, Jeff. Yeah. It's on my brother's um, gravestone. Oh, is it? <laughs> fear God and keep His commandments. You know, that's really, that's really our job. As, it is as Christians. Yeah. You know, to fear God and keep His commandments, and it's a good fear. Yeah. You know, we talk. We've we've had studies before where uh, we did. You know, decipher good fear and bad fear. Oh yeah. You know, and uh, and to fear God's a good fear because it keeps us pure, pure and good. Yeah. Just like we fear our, our parents as children, it's because we don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. So we do good. And then as as we grow and mature under our children, you know, or, or under our parents. We have so much love and respect for them. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. Then, then we end up helping them and doing what they ask, not because we fear getting bent over their knee anymore. I mean, Chad, mm-hmm. uh, you and I both, I mean, we wouldn't be able to fit over our parents' knees anymore. You know? <laughs> no. <laughs> but no. we still do everything we possibly can for them, and it's because yeah. we love them. That's right. So that's where the perfect love casts out fear. And so as and it's the same to God. Absolutely. As a babe in Christ, you start by fearing the consequences. But then the more you grow in Him, the more you you serve Him out of love, not fear. That's right. And then that's... Then you no longer fear him, but rather just love him, and you're willing to do everything for him because of your immense love for him. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's a very good point to bring out. And so, but he, but but going back to to our text here, um, Peter, right? Yep. Peter feared his peers. That's right. He feared the other Jews, those who were of the circumcision. Yeah. And he 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 cared about what they thought. Yeah. And he shouldn't have. And and I love Peter, and the reason why I love Peter is because we see there are times where even in his zeal for God, he fails 
Yeah. Pretty horribly. And, well, and, and I, I don't want to put it like that, but I mean, he he falls short. But then what does he do after? He he turns right around yeah. and comes right he back to God. He realizes what he done. And yeah. You know, I can I can feel him. I can feel it because, you know, none of us like controversy. We like controversy. You you like having to fight and argue with someone about something? No. No. Never. I, I run from it. I hate it. Absolutely. And, and uh, I think... You know, you can feel that human nature in him that he just, it was easier just to separate himself. The problem was, is Barnabas was going along with it. Yeah. Like he was setting an exa- a bad example. Yeah. And, and we see, you know, from this um, event where Paul confronts Peter, afterwards, and this wasn't in my lesson, but afterwards, when you turn to, um, Second Peter three, you see that Peter never held a grudge against Paul. He actually loved him even more for it. Um, I mean, it doesn't come out and say it in that way, but Second Peter three, verse fifteen. Uh, let's let's just start reading in verse fifteen, and then I'll decide when to when to kind of end it, but. It says, and consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of things, of these things, in which are some things are hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do the rest of the scripture. You, therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. So going back up to verse 15 of Second Peter chapter 3, he calls him a beloved brother. Yeah. Peter loves Paul. And, and this was written after Galatians was written. Yeah. And so um, if you look at... The uh, all the scholars anywhere from eighty forty through eighty sixty is when Galatians was written, and then sometime after between um, eighty sixty to sixty eight when Peter was martyred, um, this is when Second Peter was written. Okay, so this this is this has to be after um, after Galatians when this well, was written, and, and that's the true. Like undoubtedly. You know, we can read on here in in chapter two of Galatians and see he correct you know the correction made yeah. once once it was pointed out to him by Paul. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, you know. Yeah, and and and, it, and they make corrections just same same as what we ought to do. Yep. If a brother corrects us, that's right. Don't 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 take it personal. And don't hold it against the brother. And don't hold it against them because they're. And you surely ought to be able to come up, come to an understanding on God's word. That's right. Going, oh yeah, yeah, this is this is not right, you know. Yeah. And, and if if you're in the wrong, be man enough to admit it. Yeah. And, and correct things and move on, and and you'll have more love for each other than than you would before. I love how you said be man about it. Yeah. Because because sometimes you have to times, do that. You have to man up and go. It, a lot of times, I was wrong. People who are men in general, they bow up. They their pride oh, comes sure. in and they bow up. And instead, what you need to do is humble yourself before the Lord. Absolutely. And this is kind of what what is going on with Peter. 
And that's what I love about Peter, actually, is you see him kind of, I don't want to say go astray, but he, he'll he say something even with his zeal and be completely wrong. Yeah. And Christ corrects him, but he, he quickly humbles back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And when he denied Christ three times and the cock crowed, he went out and wept yeah. bitterly. Yeah. And then turned around and came back to the Lord. Yeah. And, you know, and so you have, that's what I love about Peter. Mm-hmm. Not that he made mistakes. I mean, I like that about him because I know I make mistakes. Sure, we all do. <laughs> and so I like to see that even the great apostle Peter makes mistakes. And so. Well, uh, and sometimes we have to admit that we're wrong. And, absolutely. And, and it's not easy to do. No. And, Peter, uh, the great apostle Peter would admit he's wrong when yeah. he was wrong. And so. That's something that we all need to do. Even if one of the great apostles fell, yeah, we need to recognize that it doesn't matter who we are, we fail, and we need to humble ourselves back to the Lord. Absolutely, yeah. And 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 the thing is, it goes back to that arguing with God. Yeah, we can't do that. No, you know he's well. You can. It's just not going to get you it's nowhere. It's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and so you don't want to do that. You don't want to argue with God. And and uh, and and once it was pointed out to him, he could see the problem. I'm sure. Yeah, and and he, um, you know, and it doesn't actually really uh, talk about Peter's coming back or repenting of it in Galatians two. That's why I went to you know Second Peter three, but because this is um, Paul making a, a point with the churches of Galatia. So the the point was no matter what is. No matter who is in error, approach them and get it resolved. Mm-hmm. And so that was more the the basis behind of the the writing in Galatians. So we don't really hear about um, Peter and what happened with him. I like. I'm thinking of something and I can't find it. It's kind of like um, Priscilla and Aquila, right? Yeah, Acts five or when you... they explained. Oh, to the. Yeah, uh, Acts 18. Okay. When, yeah. When, because he was preaching John's gospel. Well, it, it John's actually, baptism. Yeah, it says he, they, were, they were preaching Christ, mm-hmm. and actually they said accurately, except they were, he was preaching the baptism of John. Yeah. And so they came to him, and, and, uh, and yeah, if you can find it. Yeah. Um, let me see. Would you here. say Acts 18? Yeah. It just made me think um, because he was... Yeah, verse 1 is, is where it starts. Yeah. Yeah. I'll read it. Uh, 18, 1, Acts 18.1. After these things, Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth, and he found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in um, Pontus, who had recently came from Italy, and his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome. And he came to them, so because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked for by occupation. Okay, and the reason in the syn- and he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath, and persuaded both Jew and Greek. When Silas and Timothy had come to Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit to testify to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. But when they opposed him, and and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, "Is this the right spot?" Uh, yeah, I think it's down a little bit further. <laughs> okay, and he departed there. Oh, let's see, where is it? I think back, going down to um, starting verse 18. Okay. 
Uh, I'm trying to see. Maybe 24, actually. Now, a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria. Yeah, that's it. An eloquent man and mighty in the scripture. Came to Ephesus. Go ahead and read, because you said yeah, you this, this man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and um, um, being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he described, um, desired to cross to Ant. Uh, Achania, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace, for he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing um, from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. All right. And you know what's what's interesting is in verse 28, it talks about showing from the scripture that Jesus is the Christ. Yeah. The New Testament wasn't written yet. Yeah. So what scripture is he talking about? Yeah. He's talking about the Old the Testament. The Old Testament. He's proving Isaiah. from Old Testament yeah. that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Christ. And that's so interesting. And we've, we've, we've talked about all of the prophecies fulfilled. That's he right. He would have been able to show those yep. prophecies. Hey, remember when this happened and this happened? And they, they lived at, through it. I mean, we were actually talking about this the other day. I can't imagine how beautiful it would have been to, to be able to witness the miracles and witness... Christ walking among us, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, but they witnessed it, and so yeah. that's how he was proving it. Well, and they, how else could he do it unless he was the Son of God, as this mm -hmm. Messiah well, talked we, about? We talked, so they had the old law. They yeah. had the old law. They had all the books. Yep. And and the thing we talked about this on Sunday in our class, um, you know, even the thirty pieces of silver that they purchased the the land, the, yeah, the land with that's prophesied yeah so you could show him that you know and just there's so many things even in his birth how yeah. he was born and where he was born and where he was from it was all spoken thousands of years before that yeah how, do, how do you predict that that's right you know and no one could have done it had it had they not been sent from mm -hmm. god you know and and the thing i guess our point here the, the reason why I brought this up is, you know, he had to be corrected, but yet it didn't change his conviction right. in spreading the news about the Christ. Yeah. Even though he was doing it wrong for a time, yep. and he was, he was teaching the baptism of John, he, yeah. he, once he was explained more accurately the I, scriptures... And I'm really glad you brought this out, because each... Um, each time you have to approach someone, mm -hmm. you know, it's done in love. But, you know, we, we see two different accounts where Paul, and we're going to get into this actually in, in the next few verses, in verse 14 of Galatians 2, but Paul approached Peter publicly in front of them all and, and laid out his faults before him in front of them all, where here it says that... Um, Priscilla and Aquila pulled him aside. Yeah. You know, took him aside and explained the way of God more accurately. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, there's different scenarios where sometimes it needs to be handled, especially if someone knows better. Peter knew better. 
you know, where Peter was the first one to recognize yeah. that the Gentiles have equal hope to the Lord because mm-hmm. of Cornelius, you know. Peter's the first one recorded to recognize this. Mm-hmm. And so by this point in Galatians 2, Peter knew better. And yet, because he feared the circumcision, separated himself. And so you have a scenario where it has to be brought before him. Yeah. And we're also going to read in, in verse uh, 13 and 14 of Galatians 2 that what essentially what happens is he um, he pulls others away from the truth of the gospel because of his hypocrisy. Yeah. And that was another reason why Paul had to approach him publicly. Well, yeah, and, and even just like um, this um, with Priscilla and Aquila here, um, yeah, there's a there was a danger of him teaching a bunch of people the wrong way. Right. You know, and, and we, we talk about how as teachers we have a bigger responsibility. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, because... And a more severe punishment. Yeah, and so do we have to be careful if we're teaching someone That's wrong, right. wrongly? Do we want to be responsible for a bunch of people believing the wrong way just because we told them the wrong way? Boy, I don't want to be responsible for that. No. But you will be responsible if you are speaking contrary to the Word of God. That's right. You know, First uh, Peter 4.11 is, is what you're illustrating yeah. to. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. Yeah. So when we go out and teach others, Chad, mm-hmm. we need to make sure that we're teaching the Word of God, yeah. speaking the oracles of God. Yeah. And so, you know, we have a great responsibility. And so, sure, and 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 that's and even with Paul here and or uh, Peter, yeah, in our text here in Galatians, he was a bad influence, even influenced Barnabas. Yeah, you know, so he's 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 influencing people the wrong way. That's right. You know, and that's why we have to be so careful. Yes. Because, and that's why the correction was needed here. And publicly. Paul and publicly. Yeah. To set things straight and go, hey, guys, we're all on the same team. Yeah. <laughs> well, and not, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. true. We're all on the same team. Why are we doing this? Yeah. You know, sometimes we have to tell that to people. I do. Yeah. You know, like even some of the guys that. I'm like, guys, we're on the same team here, okay? We got to work together, you know? Well, And, and basically, that's what it's about. Yeah. And, Chad, I, I think I've mentioned to you, you know, um, <laughs> one thing that threw me for a loop when I first became a preacher full-time. Yeah. I went from being a brother to now a lot of times being treated like the enemy. Yeah. Where I stand up there, and they, they automatically assume... Oh, he's preaching it, it, to me. Yeah. Well, no, not Can't that. <laughs> if I say something that could be taken wrong, even if I'm not trying to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it could be taken wrong. They almost assume the worst in me. Yeah. And there's times where there was a, there was a time in class, you know, I was speaking and somebody interrupted me and there were, and I said, put down your sword. I'm not here to fight you, you know? And yeah. I was like, essentially, we're on the same team, man. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Like, and, what are you doing? And, and really, we got to look at it that way because that's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, we're we're all uh, we're all in it together. And, you know, we, we have to help each other. That's, that's our duty as Christians to yeah. get to heaven, basically. Absolutely. That's and, why we need to work together. And we can't leave someone behind, you know? I no. Mean, uh, though there are those that refuse to listen. Well, you're not leaving them behind. They're choosing to walk away. They're choosing to walk away. Yeah. But 
and and so we just have to be really careful that we're teaching what God would have us to teach. Yeah. And nothing more or nothing less. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. We can't add to or take away. And even if an angel <laughs> That's right. You know, comes to you and tells you something different. And it says an angel from heaven in that context. That's the part that sticks out to me. The yeah. angel in heaven yeah. in Galatians one, you know, and Wow, that's a very powerful statement. Yeah. Cause you even see in the Old Testament, like Abraham and the great men of faith in of old in the old testament when an angel would come to them they bowed before the angel you know yeah. they're um they showed so much honor and respect to them mm-hmm. so even if this angel from heaven gives you another word let him be accursed yeah that's a very powerful statement right well there. and and think about this too uh i love history okay okay and you think about how it was 200 years ago Ooh, yeah there's no engines Yep. Motors. You couldn't fly a plane through the air. You're on a horse <laughs> or a boat. Yeah. That, so think about that. Then go another 900 years before that. Right? Somewhere around there. Yeah. We're, we'd be roughly at Bible times. Yeah. 900 years. So it'd be like 1,100 years. Okay? Yeah. So we're talking... You don't want something new spoken to you from 1100 years ago yeah okay (laughs) yeah think about that for a minute that is a long time yeah has there been a lot of new things come along since then you know and and so even though something may seem really old today well this has been around for you know six thousand years or 600 years yeah it's still new. It's still newer than when the it's Bible still newer was than established. What happened here. That's right. And so you got to think about that. When this was spoken, it's eleven hundred years ago. I can't even fathom how far, how long ago that was. Yeah. I mean, where we're sitting right now, there was a bunch of buffalo running around. Okay. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's basically, I don't know what was here. There wasn't people. It wasn't the building. <laughs> and there wasn't people. <laughs> yeah. You know, America wasn't even discovered yet. Yeah. And we don't even know what was here. Maybe there was American Indians. I, I don't know. We don't know. But, yeah. Uh, that's a long time ago. And so we're talking nothing new since then. Yeah. Which we would consider that to be really, really old. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> the beautiful thing behind the Word of God, it, it is so perfect. Yeah. And so pure that it doesn't need to change. No. It will never need to change. You know, when when you not for a thousand years. Not forever. Yeah. You know, and you know, when you look at um uh say a homicide detective takes a a suspect okay. to interrogate him. Mm-hmm. How does that um how does that uh homicide detective detect when he's lying? His story changes. Yeah. It changes. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they they take them through their story two, three, four, five times, because then if they change it, then they know that it's not the truth. Yeah. They know he's lying. And a lot of dominant religions have had their laws and their rules change. Oh, yeah. Over and over and over again. And he's saying right here, Jesus, Jesus, you know, said it. Yeah. And even and, and his apostles said, hey, if it doesn't come from us, it's not us. That's right. It's not God. Or even if it's already been established and we come to you later. 
Yeah. Let us be accursed. And, and when they said that, that was so long ago, we can't even fathom how far yeah. along that was. How many generations it's been clear up to 2022 here. Yeah. You know. Well, and like Chad, like now, even with cell phones. Oh, yeah. When we were in high school, I didn't have a cell phone. No. I remember I was, I think, 14 when we got our first car phone. It was a big old bag, mm-hmm. and you had to plug it into the cigarette yeah. outlet, you know, yeah. and it, and it was like probably $2 a mm-hmm. minute to talk to somebody. Yeah, I think we had the, a couple versions after that. Yeah. The first one I remember was a California flip phone is what it was called, and it, it just had a little flap that folded down for the numbers, and it was a big big block, almost like holding a brick, oh, yeah, like a brick yeah. phone. Maybe it's called a brick phone. I don't remember. And and you'd punch in the numbers and call. Yeah. It just had a little screen that showed the number, and that was it. Yep. And you pull the antenna up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and, 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 and really, that was cell phones, what, 20 years maybe? Yeah. 20, 25 years they've been around? Yeah. Well, that really isn't that long. No. And nowadays, look at it, look at it now. We have yeah. internet oh, yeah. at the tips of our fingers, oh, and, yeah. and it fits Nicely in our pockets, you yeah. know, where those big block phones, you'd have to carry a backpack with you, you know. <laughs> it's just amazing the the technology because, like, last night we were looking at the flowers. We, we got my mom some flowers. Oh, nice. And we're trying to figure out which kind they were, and Cass opens her phone and goes to an app and just hovers the camera over the flower, and it gives her what the flower is just oh, off yeah. of scanning it. So we got to playing around with it, and... And he goes, what does it say your husband is? So she holds it up to me. <laughs> and, and and it said, uh, what did it say? Human. <laughs> yeah, it said human. You know, and That's funny. this is a phone, you know, and we're just, you know, we're just shaking our heads like, man, this technology stuff, you know, you don't have to do nothing. It just it goes off of a scam. Yeah. You know, and, but, but really when you put in a big picture, you know, we talk about new and old, this 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 law these laws that we're teaching and we're following that Jesus put forth for us that was a long time ago for us yeah but you know God says where does He say uh, to God a day is could be a thousand years and a thousand years could be one day yeah um, I'm, I'm testing you yeah you are and I'm, I'm failing I but you know uh, to God that could be nothing yeah just a snap of the fingers right. All that time since when Jesus was here. Yeah. And it's almost, you know, the illustration behind it is like there is no time to God. No. Where there is no, um, nothing set by time. And for us, everything is set by time. Everything has a time limit, whether it's tree, you know, they may live for a few hundred years, but eventually they'll die, you know. um, And everything we have is based off of time. Where with God, there is no time. He is He is forever, and so time doesn't matter. But when you look at okay, I got it. Second Peter three eight. I want to re- okay. I read go it? ahead. Yeah. Second Peter three eight. But beloved, do you not forget this one thing that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. And, yeah. then, and then the next one's really good, too, because the Lord's not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Yeah. And so a lot of times people, so in that context, he's, 
a lot of people think, well, the Lord hasn't come yet, so he's not going to. Yeah, he's talking about God's promise is not slack. Yeah. And 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 so, man. Read the next verse, because that, that drives it home, too. But the day of the Lord, this is verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of times people think, well, or they take for granted tomorrow. You know, tomorrow I'll, I'll do it. Tomorrow I'll come to the Lord. Yeah. He's going to come like a thief in the night. Yeah. And, and, and there's, we don't know when. No, we don't. The only guarantee we have is he's coming. We just don't know when. Yeah. And, you know, um, but throughout all of this time, the Word of God will never change. Mm-mm. Will never change. You know, First uh, Peter, since we're in Peter, yeah. skip back to First Peter, um, chapter 1, verses 24 and 25. And in this context, he's actually quoting Isaiah 40, verse 7 and 8. But First uh, Peter, chapter 1, 24 and 25, he says, "...because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass." The grass withers, and all its flowers falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the, the now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. So this word is the word of the Lord, and it endures forever. Yeah. So, you know, going back to David, you know, brother David, as he, mm-hmm. if it's new, it's not true, and if yeah. it's true, it's not new. Oh, absolutely. And so. If someone comes to you with another gospel, it's not true. It's just not true because the word of the Lord has been established and it will be established forever. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, you know, as it talks about all grass, all flesh is as grass and the glory of man is as the flowers of the grass. You know, every spring we see, you know, new grass growing. Mm-hmm. Every fall we see all the grass dying. And then next spring, all this new grass growing and you know everything with with flowers and all that you know they die and they come back they Mm -hmm. die and come back Mm -hmm. and that's the way man is we die and we come back you know not as in uh not reincarnation not reincarnation just you know new generations Mm -hmm. come yeah you know as as i die my kids carry on as they die their kids carry on and so that's what I was referring to. I don't want anyone no, to no. think I was talking about reincarnation. But, you know, and it doesn't matter because as time goes on, like you were talking about 400 years ago, mm-hmm. if you said 400 years ago that we're going to have huge chunks of metal flying through the air, you'd be put in an insane asylum. Yeah. Because, yeah, right, that can't happen. Mm-hmm. Whereas in 30 years ago, if you said you're going to have the internet at the tips of your fingers in your well, pocket, you're going to think they're crazy. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. We were kind of joking around. It's like, wow, can you imagine explaining how this app works to tell what a flower looks like <laughs> to your grandma? Yeah. You know, they'd be like, what? What are you talking about? Are you crazy? Yeah. You know? And 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 so, yeah, it's just it's just incredible to think. And, you know, I, I, I used to... I still do, but I, I remember in high school, it was like a big thing. Well, what church do you go to, you know? Yeah. You ever get that question? Oh, yeah. And I would always tell people, oh, I go to the church that was established in Acts chapter 2. <laughs> I mean, what do you tell them? Yeah. I go to the one that the apostles, you know, that Jesus established, that the apostles established for Jesus. Yeah. 
in Acts chapter 2. And that's they just, a great answer. They just kind of look at you like, what? And really, seriously. That's, what denomination is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone wants to know. They're like, what? Well, who's the leader? You know, I'm like, Jesus, you know. Yeah. But, but really, that's it. That's the church that Jesus established for us. That's right. And, and it's 1,100 plus years old. Well, about 2,000 now. Well, yeah, that's true. 2,000. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what I'm thinking, 1,100 years. Yeah, I meant, I meant 2,100. Yeah. <laughs> so when I said 1,100, I meant 2,100. <laughs> I can't do math in my head. But That's okay. That, that's hard for everyone. Well, that's even worse. Can you imagine 2,000 years <laughs> yeah. back? I mean, that's a lot. Oh, man. Even We, we even think, think of uh, the 1,600s. What was going on in the 1,600s? Oh, man. You know, I mean... Well, and, and when Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue, yeah, what was that? Fourteen ninety-two or something yeah, 1492, like that. Yeah, fourteen ninety-two. Yeah, something like that. I think that's how the song goes. But I mean, before that, everyone thought the world was flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's why he called the the natives um, Indians because he thought he was in India. Yeah, you know, he he thought he'd gone all the way around the world. <laughs> yeah. He ran into America. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, well, think. Uh, I hear people say, "Oh, you got." You know, we, we you think America's got history here. Go to Europe. There's 600 year old houses, and it's like, yeah, that's cool. That's a long time. Yeah. You know, but it's not 2,000 years old. Yeah. And and yeah, it's old, but it it doesn't outdate Christ. Right. You know, and I think even there are some things if you go into the Bible lands and stuff, where um, you know. And they visit, do have some ancient ruins. They have and, stuff that that dates and predates Christ. Yeah, you know when you start getting into the archaeology and the you got the tombs, the uh, you know the Egyptian tombs and things like that. Yeah, and I, I've heard David and Catherine and my folks have actually seen where the uh, bricks in in some of the buildings over there in Egypt, you can see where the bricks. You can see where there's no straw in the bricks. Huh. And then all of a sudden, there's straw again. There's no straw. And what that is, is when um, when Pharaoh was trying to punish the Israelites, he took the straw away from them. Oh, him. yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, there's evidence of that in the bricks because the, cool the Israelites made the bricks. Yeah. You know? And, um, and when, when the Pharaoh took away the, the straw from them. They just kept making bricks like they were supposed <laughs> yeah, to, but there was yeah. no straw in it. Yeah. And you can see that. Well, that would pre date christ yeah. by a long ways oh yeah you know and so um well that was back in genesis so that was like 2500 years ago yeah or yeah. more before Longer christ i mean 2500 yeah. years before christ so anyways i'm you know we're kind of we kind of got off track got there. off track sorry about that but but think about it christ's church is old yeah and we can't pervert it like it's been perverted that's right and so if it doesn't match what the apostles said yeah. It's not the Church of Christ. That's right. You know, and, and, and it doesn't even matter. The, the name, the group of the people are not the church that Christ built. Yeah. That he established, that he died for. And if it's not the church that Christ built, then who are you serving? Yeah. You you're, know, they, they you've try been to... deceived by, that's right. by man. Yeah. And that's the scary part. That's the part. And, you know, when you turn to Romans 10... Yeah. This is not we where we were planning on going. Five minutes. Mm-hmm. So, Romans 10. <clears throat> um, I'm going to read Romans 10. Chad, why don't you read 
Acts 4, verse 12. I okay. think these are two good verses to talk about. Okay. But I'll start in Romans 10, and I'll read 1 through 4. Okay. Where this is Paul speaking, he says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So Christ is the end of the law. And when you look at Acts 4, verse 12, read that for me. Okay. Acts 4, 12. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So Christ is the end of the law, and there is no other. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, but these people, they have a zeal for God. And so this is where the scary part comes in, where today we, we see a lot of people who are very zealous for the Lord. And they, they go out and they do a lot of work for the Lord. However, when you start looking at them, it, what they're speaking and what they're teaching is not according to the Word of God. So they mm-hmm. have a zeal for God but not according to his righteousness. Yeah. So in in turn, they're actually establishing their own righteousness. They're mm-hmm. self-righteous people. Mm-hmm. That's not going to get you to heaven. Yeah. You know, and so even if you're preaching Christ, if it's not what Christ said or his way, going back to 1 Peter 4.11, as we talked about earlier, if we are to speak, we are to speak the oracles of God. So, uh, you know, if I'm talking to you about Christ— all day, every day, but yet I'm not telling you the truth about Christ, or I tell you, you know, it. these are good ideas, but I can't back it up with Scripture. I am perverting the gospel, and I am a self-righteous man, and all I'm doing is leading you away from the Lord. So everything we speak has to be according to Christ, because Christ is the end of the law for righteousness, and there is no one else who can offer salvation. No one. And it doesn't matter who they say they are. If they're an apostle or an angel from heaven, they cannot offer you salvation. Only Christ can. So what we are to do, we are not to shine our own lights, but rather, you know, as as we are to seek and save the lost, we can't do the saving, but we can take you to the one who does the saving. You know, and and that's what us as teachers and preachers need to do. All we're doing is simply taking you to the one that can save your soul. That's right. And there's no other name, just like he says here. Yeah. You know, and, and, and like in Acts 4, I was, I was reading on just a little bit. You do that. I know. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a bad habit. Um, but, you know, Peter and John, they were just fishermen. Yeah. You know, uneducated. They were looked upon as uneducated fishermen. Yeah. They, they didn't know anything. What did they know? And and the boldness that they spoke this though, um, like he says in thirteen, they were untrained men. They marvelled and they realized that they had been with Jesus, and seeing the man who had been healed because there was a miracle, yeah. um, standing with them, they could not say nothing against it. Yeah, and and uh, you know from the examples that were given in the Bible, we we can't. How can we say anything against it? That's right. You know we talk about the prophecies. And I think it's great because you just you you've got evidence, clear evidence from eyewitness people, yeah. eyewitness accounts. How can you talk against that? That's right. And and you can't. And you basically 
just have to o- obey it. Yeah. And, and 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 know that this is something that happened and this is you know, this is real. This is this yeah, happened. Right. Jesus came to this earth, you know. And how comforting is it that we don't have to blindly follow him? No. He laid out for us everything that we we need to know to mm-hmm. get to heaven. Even Christ being coming down here and living among us, mm-hmm. showing us the perfect way to live. Yeah. He was the perfect example in every situation. Yeah. And anytime someone you know, the the Jews with their um hedges that they built around the law, yeah. Christ tore them down. Yeah. He's like, You guys are hypocrites. Yeah. What are you doing? And and he would speak against error. And it didn't matter who that was coming from. He didn't he didn't show honor to the um the Pharisees that everyone showed honor to mm-hmm. because you know, the Pharisees put themselves on a pedestal. Christ wouldn't bow to that. He spoke truth. Mm-hmm. He spoke the word of God, and he only did the will of the Father. Yeah. And so that's why we follow him. He came from heaven to show us the way to get there. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that's been there. Why would we listen to anyone else who hasn't been there? Yeah. Only Christ has. And it? It's just scary to think how many people have tried to pervert the gospel over yeah. the years. Yeah. You know, I think of, I mean, you could look at the kings of England. Yep. You know, they, they just didn't get what they wanted, so they started another religion that gave them what they wanted. That's right. You know, and just, just look at all the perversions that have happened away from this original gospel that was given you know, yeah. on the day of Pentecost. That's right. And it was all because they didn't want to serve Christ his way. Yeah. I mean, you know, can you imagine how you would take it if your kids came to you and said, look, I'll have a bedtime, Yeah, but you have to set it to what I want. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's going to work. We'll set you know? the bedtime at midnight, not eight o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 that, and really that's what we do to God. Yeah. It, it wouldn't work in our house. If we tell him something different, you know, it's just different now, God. You don't understand. Yeah. You know, it's going to have to be this way. What God's going, really? You know, I think about the people. We're out of time, but yeah, the the Israelites, when Moses went up on the mount. Yeah. Look at how quick they turned from God. Oh, man. And, and, and God was so furious. He's like, I'll create a new nation from you, Moses. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just wipe them out. Yeah. We're done. You know, he, he was so disgusted, just like a parent would be when their child disobeys. Yeah. And we've all, we all feel that. We've all felt that, that have children. Yeah. Uh, and, and we've probably all been the cause of that as children, right? <laughs> yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, and, and, but, but, but the fury that can come from a parent when, when they don't obey, just imagine what God thinks yeah. when we don't obey. He's angry with the wicked every day. Yeah. And, yeah. and just furious at them. That's right. That they won't listen. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's all the time we got. Uh, we sure appreciate you being here with, for the, our study tonight. I've, I've enjoyed it. Absolutely. I a, always enjoy it. We've had a few rabbit holes, but that's what it's all about. We're just <laughs> studying God's word and saying the first thing that comes to our mind. And so, hopefully, you've enjoyed it. And, and having we, a good time doing it. Yeah. And, and so, we look forward to um, our study next week. Uh, give us a share. Uh, we're on all the uh, Facebook. Uh, I heard something that you're not going to be listening to podcasts on Facebook anymore. 
Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, so Facebook, uh, Google, the Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, yep. uh, Spotify. I think that's it. Um, so I think there's plenty of places for you to find us. Give us a share. Tell your friends about it. We'd love, we'd love uh, for you to share um, the podcast with, with those friends of yours. So we'll see you next week. Thanks again, guys.